Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew preaches on this message entitled, Dare to be a Daniel. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Daniel chapter 1. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Dare to be Daniel in your Babylon. From Daniel chapter 1 through 6. Dare to be Hananiah in your Babylon. Dare to be Mishael in your Babylon. Dare to be Azariah in your Babylon. Dare to be a Christian in your Babylon. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah were four young men of 15 years of age. Let me see. Uh, Would you stand if you are 15 years of age? Just stand up. You see that? Yeah. We have two or three or four people. 15 years of age. Yeah. You could sit down now. Anybody 85 years of age? Well, that was the age of Daniel at the end, around 85. But they lived for the glory of God. So they were 15 years of age when they were taken by conqueror King Nebuchadnezzar to Babylon from Judah in 605 B.C., These four were royalties, born in aristocratic families, Jewish families. They lived at a time of extreme apostasy in Judah, and yet their parents were godly. High-class family, godly family, and trained their children to be God-fearing Bible-centered, holy. God always has a remnant. God has his people always to serve him. They are a minority, but they will stand for truth, for holiness, for God, for scripture. They were great students of Holy Scriptures. You read in chapter 9 that Daniel always studied the Scripture. They were like pious Joseph of old who would not sin. Though he was in Egypt. These four were non-conformists. People with spiritual spine. Countercultural. They were truly the light of the world and the salt of the earth. As teenagers, they lived for one purpose only to glorify God, the God of Israel, the absolute sovereign of the universe. They will not be corrupted by Babylon or its King Nebuchadnezzar. The king tried to re-educate them in paganism and idolatry. 
hoping they would soon forget their country, their Bible, their temple, their God, their customs, and become well-adjusted, nice pagans. So he changed their names and gave them pagan names linked to pagan gods. And he would educate them three years in pagan literature and pagan ways. In Babylon's Harvard University. These teenagers refused to become pagans. They remained holy people in Babylon. Brothers and sisters, we are living in a pagan country. We live in a pagan state, in a pagan city, with pagan school system, with pagan university, with pagan cultural surroundings. We are indoctrinated every day, not in truth. Godless cultures surround us everywhere. How then shall we live as teenagers? How then shall we live as men and women? Conform or be transformed? That's the question. We are in the condition of these three Hebrew, four Hebrew young men. We must shine as light. We are the light of our world. We must stand for God and truth. We must live a holy life. Glorifying God triune. Who alone is God sovereign. We have no choice. But to live for God's glory. Holy life friends is happy life. Pleasures of sin are for a season. God has spoken, be holy, for I am holy. We are good trees, so we produce good fruits. Whether planted in Egypt, Jerusalem, or Babylon, or in the United States, we are God's children. We live as children of God. We shine as stars. In a crooked and perverse generation. Holding forth the word of life. We are Bible people. We are obedient people. We are praying people. We are a fearless people. We are wise people. We are hardworking people. We are believing people. We are successful people. We are witnessing people. We are people of God and people destined for glory. Nebuchadnezzar changed the name of these Hebrew children. But he cannot change their nature. Instead, through them, the Babylonian elites praise the God of Israel, the only sovereign God. And we want to look upon these six chapters and learn a few things. Chapter 1, we want to look at this truth. Resolute saints, praying saints, 
confessing saints, ministering saints, judging saints, and finally chapter 6, persevering saints. To the end, 85 years of age, confessing Christ, living for Christ. Resolute saints. Chapter 1 verse 8. And we see these children 15 years of age in this chapter. In his paganizing effort, Nebuchadnezzar changed the names of these four teenagers and gave them pagan names. They were asked to eat pagan food from the king's table to be trained to become good pagans. And some of the young people today would would have rejoiced in this great blessing. They would write home and say, King Nebuchadnezzar is feeding up us with food from his own table. What a blessing. Please keep praying. What a blessing. We are moving on up. Nebuchadnezzar thought the God of Israel was weak. What is the proof? He would say, I defeated Israel. He thought he was more powerful than the God of Israel. Proof? He took captives. Proof? He took holy vessels of the temple of Yahweh and put them into his own God's temple. But he was wrong. In his interpretation of history. Verse 2 of chapter 1 tells us the truth. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand. Because of the evil of Judah had committed. God is a holy God. Judgment must begin in the house of God. And I believe that if you are Christian people... And if you refuse to live a holy life, God's judgment will begin in your house, converting it into Babylon. The Lord was punishing his own people for their wickedness. And he used Babylon as his rod. You have heard the saying, when you are in Rome, do as the Romans do. When you are in Babylon... Behave as pagan. These four teenage saints refused to be paganized. They made up their minds. They were resolute not to eat unclean pagan foods. They will remain holy people. And they will not defile themselves. Food contrary to the Bible, food offered to idols, meat of unclean animals. Such food was contrary to God's word. They would obey God rather than men. They would obey God rather than violate God's law. They would rather die than eat unclean food. And become unclean. What a muscular faith. 
They dare to be holy in pagan Babylon. When we resolve to obey God and please him, our God helps us. Look at verse 9. Now God has caused the official to show favor and sympathy to Daniel. Decision making is very simple, sir. Do what is right. Do what the Bible says. Do what God says. It's easy. And then leave the matter to God. And God will help you. Show you favor. And I believe God's Holy Spirit came upon Daniel. And he was given wisdom. So that an alternative can be put forward. And I believe Holy Spirit was the author of this alternative. Give us vegetables and water for 10 days. Then compare us with these others who are eating meat and drinking wine. And my God is able to give me the physical health and competence. God is able to do it. We are honoring God and God will honor us. Go ahead. Please give us vegetables. They trusted their God to give them physical health and looks. Sure enough, they looked healthier than all others. God is transcendent, but God is also immanent. He comes into our affairs, into our homes, into our life, into our school, into our universities, into our places, workplace. He will help you, sir. You honor him, he will honor you. Dare to be a Daniel in your Babylon. Their God was in Babylon. Their God was with them to help them. They did not have to eat anymore. Pagan food. God helped them. God is not only God of Jerusalem. He is also God of Babylon. And God of Egypt. And God of this country. He will help you sir. When you are tempted in your Babylon. Be true to God and his word. Do what is right. According to the Bible, make decision to please God and God will help you succeed. God will solve your problems. And look at verse 17. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding. God gave them superior wisdom, knowledge, understanding. They successfully completed their three years of university education to qualify them for king's diplomatic service. Three years, sir. Now, now we have four years. Now I understand it's five years. Some people are taking eight years. If you pray and ask the Lord, the God will help you <laughs> to finish it in four years or less. And you are told the four became top four in the university. Ten times better than all other students. And we are told they received the best jobs in the kingdom. 
Keep in mind what God spoke to Eli. First Samuel 2.30 Those who honor me, I will honor. The second chapter, Praying Saints. Now here, these people are 17 years of age in second chapter. 17 years. Teenagers, uh, all teenagers, listen to me. 17 years of age. We find them in chapter 2. Nebuchadnezzar, the great king, had a dream about the future of world history. God of Israel, the Lord of history, gave him that dream. He forgot the dream. He was deeply troubled. No dream, no interpretation. And Nebuchadnezzar demanded the incompetent Babylonian Central Intelligence Agency to tell him the dream and interpret the dream. As usual, they proved to be fools. The wrathful Nebuchadnezzar was about to kill them all. Daniel came to know this, and he went to the king and asked for some time for prayer. And Daniel and his three friends prayed to the living God. Daniel was resolute, and Daniel was a praying person. Daniel and his friends pray to the living God. True saints make decisions according to the word. And true saints pray to God to solve their problems. They prayed all night for God's mercy. They fervently and earnestly prayed. They prayed with thanksgiving. They prayed believing. They prayed with fasting. They prayed unitedly. They prayed with tears. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Jesus said, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything, anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. When you are in Babylon, always do what is right, what is pleasing to God. When you are in Babylon and face troubles, pray earnestly. God hears your prayer. After prayer, they went to bed. And in the night, toward the morning, I believe, God gave dream and interpretation in a vision to Daniel. You know what they did? They woke up and started another prayer meeting. And this time it is praise meeting, thanksgiving meeting. When you are in Babylon, when God answers your prayers, do not forget to give him thanks. Read chapter 2 and beginning with verse 20. Praise be to the name of God for ever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He sets up kings and deposes them. That is the meaning of the dream. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. Speaking about you and me, God gives us wisdom and knowledge and intelligence. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. I thank and praise you, O God of my fathers. Are you teenagers? Do you worship God of your father? God of your mother? God of our father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I do, sir. I worship God of my fathers. With the faith of my fathers. 
you have made known to me what we ask of asked of you you have made known to us the dream of the king Daniel went to Nebuchadnezzar and told him the dream and interpretation God does what no one else can do God majors in doing the impossible God does what only God can do Nebuchadnezzar learned that his kingdom soon will come to an end so also all other kingdoms the rock the kingdom of God Jesus Christ will crush all kingdoms of the world and will become the everlasting kingdom God used the Hebrews in Babylon to glorify God Daniel was honored highly honored not by compromise but by living a holy and obedient life he was made governor of Babylon proper and he became the head of all wise men and by his recommendation the three Hebrew young men were made high-ranking administrators you go home and read chapter 2 46 through 49 let me take a look at 46 then King Nebuchadnezzar listen to this fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him that's great honor didn't I say to you those who honor me I belong don't be tempted to compromise be godly be separate be holy the way of success is the way of godliness number three confessing saints when confession costs your life anybody can confess when it means nothing in chapter 3 of Daniel these kids are 20 years of age keep that in mind 20 years of age Nebuchadnezzar did not learn his lesson he remained an arrogant pagan he refused to accept the divine verdict of the end of his kingdom he made an image of a man 90 feet high 6 feet wide gold plated I would say he said, I am going to ascend to the throne of God. Demon Satan was inspiring him to oppose the Almighty God. As we read in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28, I will ascend to the throne of God. That's what pride is. And God cast down every arrogant person, angel or human. He will not put up with a proud man, a proud woman, a proud teenager, proud anybody. The arrogant man is challenging the very existence of God. And God will pull him down and throw him out. And so he had this 90 feet statue representing himself. He wants everybody to bow down and worship him. All leaders were to fall down and worship when the clear signal was given. 
They all did, except three Hebrews, Daniel, not there at this time. They were standing in defiance of king's command. They stood in obedience to the command of the king of kings, Jehovah God. They were people of scriptures, people of conviction. Exodus 20 told them not worship idols. Oh, they were given another chance to worship Satan. Look at chapter 3, verse 15. Look at the arrogance of Nebuchadnezzar. It is Satan speaking through him. That he pretends that he is stronger than God of Israel. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God, that is, then your God, then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? I am greater than your God. Your God is too small. Your God is nothing. Your God could not deliver you from my hands. Worship Satan or be burned in a furnace. Courageous confession, sir. Let's read the confession. Chapter 3, beginning with verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king of Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. There is no debate. There is no argument. There is nothing. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And notice, and he will rescue us from your hands a great faith that is granted to them. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold. You have set up courageous confession in your life. When it costs your life. Our God is able, they said, and our God will deliver. Even if he chooses not to deliver, we will not worship Satan. We worship and serve only the true and living God, the most high God, the God of heaven, the sovereign God, God of gods, the great God, the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our parents. They said, in in effect, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. They were promptly bound and thrown into the fiery furnace, made hotter seven times. Their God rescued them to the surprise of Nebuchadnezzar. Besides, God was with them in the fiery furnace. God was with them in Babylon. God was with them in the fiery furnace. God is with us in all our trials and troubles. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. The only thing happened to them is their bondage was burned up. Hair, not singed, clothes, turban, everything fine, not even smell of smoke. God is able, they said. 
God, our God is able to rescue us from your hand. You said our God cannot, but I say to you, our God is God Almighty, God of heaven, God of earth. He is able to deliver us and he will deliver us. And he did deliver us. And listen to chapter 3 verse 28. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Can people of the world say God off and put your name there? That your life reveals the glory of God. And God is defined as God of Daniel. God of Shadrach. God of Abraham. God of Isaac. And they were further promoted, you see. I tell you, stand for truth. Do not compromise. Do not conform. You shall be successful through godliness in Babylon. Number four, ministry. Ministering saints. Now here Daniel is 50 years of age in chapter 4. Nebuchadnezzar remained arrogant. God gave him another dream which made him afraid. He sees a very large tree full of branches, leaves and fruits. Suddenly it's cut down. What does it mean? As usual, their intelligent agency failed. And Daniel gave God's interpretation. Says, you are the tree. And God is going to cut you down to size. I want to let you know, all arrogant people, if anyone is here listening to me, God will cut you down to size. Says God is going to cut you down to size, you will become insane. You will suffer from lycanthropia. You will behave like animal for seven years until you acknowledge the true God, the God of heaven, until you acknowledge heaven rules the affairs of men. That God is the God of history, Lord of history, big and small under his sovereign control. And then look at the ministry. Here is the sovereign king of the universe. It's like the United States. It's a world power. World power. And here he stands before this almighty king. And tells him to repent. Look at chapter 4 and verse 27. Therefore, O king, be pleased to accept my advice. Repent your sins and your wickedness and do what is right. Otherwise God is going to cut you down. Down to size. He didn't learn the lesson. And you look at chapter 4 verse 28. He becomes a demon. And he says... Is not this great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for my glory? Of me and through me and unto me are all things utter defiance of God of heaven. He was interrupted by God, became insane, became an animal, became crazy. Do you want a sound mind, sir? Then love God and obey God. The first thing goes is your mind. God gives you over to what we call a deep 
depraved mind. And finally he acknowledged God and he was restored. In your Babylon, help people, minister, minister to people, pointing them to God. Speak about God Almighty and his plan and purpose. Speak about their sin against God. Be bold, be holy, tell them to repent. Be unafraid, declare the truth. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be praying, practice righteousness. God shall be with us. He shall glorify himself through us. Number five, quickly. Judging saints. You see, saints shall judge the world, judge angels, and saints shall judge powerful and mighty people of the world. Chapter five, here he was, Daniel, 81 years of age. 81 years of age. Nebuchadnezzar had died, Nabonidus and his son Belshazzar were co-rulers. Belshazzar remained in Babylon. It is 539 BC. Belshazzar was a playboy, a party animal. He did nothing in his life to distinguish himself. He gave a feast to 4,000 nobles. He showed his defiance and contempt for the God of heaven by drinking wine from the golden vessels from Jerusalem temple. And he was in high spirits, sir. He was having a good time. And then he saw a hand writing something on the wall. And you read chapter 5 and verse 6. Suddenly he saw a hand writing on the wall. And what happened? His face grew pale. He was frightened. His knees knocked and he fell down. God is humorous. He mocks you. You arrogant little puny nothing. You dare to despise God and treat him with contempt. God of heaven noticed Belshazzar's arrogance. And there is the writing on the wall. Many, many tekelu farsin. The mighty fool Belshazzar became pale, frightened. His knees knocked together and he fell down. Psalm 2 says, kiss the son, lest he be angry. And you be destroyed in your way, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Sudden destruction will come, and without remedy, for a fool. As usual, CIA failed to interpret the ominous writings on the wall. Daniel was brought Daniel was filled with the Holy Spirit. The pagans recognized this. They said, the spirit of the holy gods is in Daniel. They didn't know the Holy Spirit. They said, spirit of the holy gods. We know the Holy Spirit was in him. He interpreted the dream. He pronounced divine judgment upon Babylon. Your days are finished, sir. You are weighed in God's balances. Your kingdom is divided and given to Medes and Persians. And you will die. There is no time given us. It was given to his grandfather. You will die tonight, sir. Sudden destruction, sir. You can do nothing to avert it. You fool. You despised the true and living God of the universe, the creator of the ends of the earth, the sovereign almighty God. 
And you did that by defying your mother and your father and your elder and your teacher and your pastor and your policeman and your judge. Little nothing you are. Little nothing. Be warned. Kiss the son lest he be angry. Lest he be angry, sir. You teenager, you live off of your father and mother and treat them with utter contempt. Listen to what I have to say. He judged him for his pride and refused to bow down before true God. He failed. This Belshazzar failed to learn from history. And so Daniel says, you learn nothing, you fool, from the history of your grandfather. He became arrogant and God cut him down to size. He became an animal. And you are to read history and learn something. So also everything in scripture is written for our learning. For our hope, our encouragement, for our comfort, for our warning, sir. All scripture is profitable for teaching, for rebuke and correction, for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be thoroughly furnished to do every good work. You fool, Belshazzar. You didn't learn. You became more arrogant. There is no mercy for you anymore. The ministry of judgment coming through a man of God. Listen to chapter 5, beginning with verse 22. But you, his son Belshazzar, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all this instead. You have set yourself up against the Lord of heaven. You had the goblets from his temple brought to you, and you and your nobles, your wives, and your concubines drank wine from them. You praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, stone. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways in his hands. He holds the whole world in his hands. Daniel was again greatly honored, proclaiming him as the third ruler of Babylon. The same night, kingdom of Babylon, as per God's decree, came to an end. Belshazzar was killed. Brothers and sisters in your Babylon, be the solution to human problem by being servants of the Most High God. We have answers to world's problems. We are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We succeed always, for God is with us. We succeed not by conformity, but by holiness. Be not conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Number six and final, persevering saints. Daniel is 83 years of age now. 83 years of age. Babylon is finished. Medo-Persian Empire has begun in 539 BC. Darius the Mede is reigning in Babylon proper. Daniel is in his administration. Darius was planning to make him his assistant ruler. And this all officers pagan officers became full of envy. They assembled together to destroy Daniel. They failed to charge him with corruption. Daniel lived a righteous life all his life. He was a man of integrity. So they planned to enact a new law 
They told a lie to King Darius that all officers are agreed to enact this new law. It was a lie. They didn't consult Daniel. What is this new law? For 30 days, no one should pray to any god but to King Darius. And he was a megalomaniac, and he liked it, you know. He can be God for 30 days. Isn't that wonderful? And so that's fine. Darius agreed, and the decree was issued. If anyone is caught praying to any god, would be killed by throwing into hungry lions. Daniel came to know this decree designed to destroy him. Would he stop praying? Would he rationalize? Would he close the window? Would he pray in his sleep? Would he pray in silence? Would he altogether stop praying just for 30 days to save his neck? No. Persevering saints. He went to house, opened the window, knelt down, prayed earnestly as before, gave thanks. He did so loudly. You read in chapter 6, verse 11, other people came and heard what he was praying. He was praying to God, oh God, deliver us from lions. Then he was discovered praying, thrown into the lion's den. But it is my imagination that the lions, the hungry lions, became his bed, his pillow, his cover, his companion. An angel was sent to shut the mouths of the lions. A writer to the Hebrews says, by faith they shut the mouths of the lions. God, if God is for us, who can be against us? And his enemies with their families were thrown into the lion's den. Let me read to you chapter 6 and verse 21. Listen to this. Great words of an old man. My, verse 22, my God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in his sight. God, young man, old man, young men, young women, we have an almighty God. We have this God in Babylon. And this God is our God. This God is for us. This God is with us. We can pray to this God and he will help you. Hallelujah. Daniel persevered to the very end serving and glorifying God in pagan Babylon. He was successful in all his endeavors. He was like a tree planted by the waters. It has leaves. It has fruits in its season. Whatsoever he doeth shall sir prosper. Prosper. He began his life in Babylon at 15. He continued till he was in his 80s. He died in Babylon as a true servant of God. He did not conform. He did not compromise. He did not negotiate away truth. Yet he was truly successful in everything because he honored God and God honored him. He was committed to his God. He was committed to the scriptures. He was committed to his fellow saints. He was committed to his responsibilities. He truly shined as stars in Babylon. Shall we rise and let me say these things to you. One more time, we are in Babylon. 
our stinking culture is the dominant culture in the world corrupting world's people and we are the greatest power in the world we are in Babylon Babylon is against the Bible against God of the Bible against God's laws Babylon is indoctrinating paganism in our schools and universities laws are being enacted and will be enacted against Christian people don't discipline children Massachusetts is trying to come up with a law they want to be like Nordic countries Scandinavian countries you cannot discipline your children don't preach against homosexuality abortion don't preach against Islam don't preach against marital sex don't require parents don't require children to obey you don't preach the Bible as the only word of God don't preach Jesus as the only Savior preach pluralism multiculturalism be tolerant or be punished it's coming sir make up your mind today and if you are a Christian you will not survive you will thrive in the midst of rotten culture because God will be with you Holy Spirit shall be poured out upon you God will perform miracles and wonders I'm not saying to you be like Daniel I'm saying to you be like Jesus he was tempted in every way but he always pleased the father and finally he went to the cross having said thy will be done Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins he accomplished a redemption for us and the spirit of God is applying that redemption right now to people opening their hearts giving them the gift of repentance and faith hallelujah he said he was asked to worship Satan he said it is written you must worship God and serve him only through Jesus Christ we can say the same thing we worship God and serve him only in our Babylon in our workplace in our country in our state in our school in our university in our family hallelujah let's honor God by holy life and he will honor us for sure Heavenly Father we praise you and thank you for these four Hebrew men help us to be like them above all help us to be like Jesus Christ our sovereign Lord in whose name we pray Amen you have been listening to grace and glory audio of this message entitled dare to be a Daniel come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from pastor PG Matthew